苏武牧羊。苏武 herds the sheep. Hello, children. Today we'll talk about wholeheartedness. What does the word "wholehearted" mean? Your mum and dad might have told you stories about people of great integrity in history. These people were wholehearted to their countries. They always placed national interest above their personal interest. About two thousand years ago, during the reign of Emperor Wu Di of the Han Dynasty, there was a wholehearted Chinese statesman and diplomat. Despite of the tests of hardship and the temptations of high position and high salary, he still held fast to his moral principles, and remained selfless and wholehearted to his country. And he was Su Wu. Su Wu was born in Duling, a place we call Xi'an today. During the reign of Emperor Wu Di, he was dispatched as an envoy to visit a country in Central Asia, where the Huns lived. Now, children, do you know who the Huns were? The word Huns spells. H U N S. The Huns were nomadic people from Central Asia. With a long staff in one of his hands, as the official proof of his envoy status, Saul led a peace delegation of over one hundred men, heading northwards. After the delegation reached Central Asia, where the Huns lived. All of their diplomatic tasks went smoothly, but when they were about to return to China, a civil revolt amongst the Huns took place. Unfortunately, Su got involved unwittingly, and was imprisoned. Knowing Su's capabilities and probity, the leader of the Huns, who was called Chen Yu, wanted to use this opportunity. To persuade Su to serve him, he tried to offer Su a high position and handsome salary, but Su refused all of those. When neither high position nor money worked, Chen Yu decided to use a harsh punishment. It was in the middle of a harsh winter with heavy snow. Chen Yu imprisoned Su. In a dungeon, without any supply of food and water. By doing so, he hoped that Su would eventually submit to him. After being thrown into the extremely cold dungeon, Su was mentally and physically exhausted, and he fainted. Shortly after, he was awakened by unbearable hunger. When feeling thirsty, he ate a handful of snow. When feeling hungry, 
he ate a piece of his goat leather coat. When feeling cold, he curled up in the corner. A few days later, to everyone's surprise, Thor survived in the dungeon. Having heard Thor's resilience, Chan Yu was very astonished. He couldn't bear the thought of killing Thor, but then he didn't want to release him back to China either. So he sent Thor to the North Sea, and made him herd sheep. Before Thor set off, Chan Yu said to him, "Since you are not willing to submit to me, I'll send you to herd sheep. I'll release you back to China when the sheep gives birth to lambs." But little did Thor know that all the sheep were rams, and they would never give birth to lambs. In the harsh, snowy winter of the North Sea, Thor held his long staff tight. Every time he saw it, as if he saw the Emperor of the Han Empire in person. Month after month, year after year. The ornamental fur on the staff was torn off, but Su's strong sense of mission of being an envoy of the Han Empire, and his wholehearted commitment to serving his motherland, sustained him. He persevered with a strong will. He survived on whatever he could find in the wild, and only hoped that he could one day return to his motherland. Alive. Six years had passed. One day, Chanyu's younger brother, Lord Wu Tian, was hunting in the North Sea, and he was surprised to find that Su was still alive. He couldn't help thinking, how could a human being possibly survive in such a hostile environment? Wu Tian was deeply moved. He gave Su some food and livestock, hoping to improve Su's living condition. Unfortunately, the good life didn't last long. Three years later, Lord Wu Tian passed away. All the food and livestock given to Su were stolen, and he was back to the days of hardship. Another five years had passed. Chan Yu sent Su's previous colleague Li Ling to persuade him. Li Ling said, "In this desolate place, there is no single human being. Where to find trustworthiness and rightness? Who can see your trustworthiness, rightness, and wholeheartedness? There's little hope of you returning to the Han Empire. Life is short, as short as the morning dew." What's the point of being so harsh on yourself? Su、so, sighed and replied, "Being wholehearted to one's leader is like children being wholehearted to their parents. This is the law of nature. A child could sacrifice their life to repay the unconditional love and care they've received from their parents." Let alone the little torture that I've been enduring. My parents and I have received so much kindness from my country, the Han Empire. 
I cannot fully repay it in my whole life. If I had to sacrifice my life for my country today, I would be more than willing to do so. Please, don't persuade me any further. Not long afterwards, Emperor Wu Di passed away. When Li Ling told Su the news, a deep pain appeared on Su's weathered face. Facing southwards, the direction of his beloved motherland, Su knelt down and burst in tears. After Emperor Wu Di passed away, his son Emperor Zhao Di ascended the throne. In the year eighty-five B.C.E., the royal family of the Han Empire married a princess to the leader of the Huns. So the two countries were back in good relation. Finally, Su was able to return to his motherland. After nineteen years of hardship in the land of the Huns, in the year eighty-one B.C.E. Su returned to Chang'an, the capital of China in his time, a place we call Xi'an today. All the people in the city came out to welcome him, acclaiming him as a man of great integrity. Upon his return to the capital, Su visited Emperor Wu Di's tomb and paid his respects to the late emperor. The royal court was moved by his moral integrity, and gave him a very generous reward, as well as the title Guan Neihou, the Captain of the Inner Pass. But Su gave all the material rewards to his relatives and the friends, and left nothing to himself. In the Analects, there's a line which goes, Zi Yue. 治世仁人，无求生以害人，有杀身以成人。Which means, Confucius said, the wise and the virtuous would never sacrifice virtue for life. Instead, they sacrifice life for virtue. This is the most truthful depiction of Su. Now, children, how do you feel after listening to Su's story? Are you moved by his extraordinary endurance and unchanging love for his country? I certainly am. Perhaps we'll never encounter circumstances as unbearable as what Su experienced, but his resolution, his resilience, and his unchanging love. For his country, are the very things that we should emulate. Where there is a country, there is a home. A home is the smallest unit of a country. I hope all of us can set good examples of loving our homes, our countries, and our fragile planet, and do our bits to bring harmony and peace to the world.